Hello and welcome to another episode of the Property Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Gordon Doan, and today we're going to be talking about the difference between optimism and realism. But before we jump into all that, I thought I'd give you my usual weekly update. So today I'm trying something new as well, so um, so we may be interrupted as we're doing the podcast. I'm recording the podcast in a different location, as I said last week. So I've got I've actually got snow in the room with me, my German Shepherd. So most of you uh, have heard me talk about snow before. If you if you're a frequent listener to the show, um, so hopefully she won't disturb us. Um, she does she just bark if she hears people park outside or or, um, or along the road. So uh, we'll see how we get on. Um, this week has been a good week. I've upped my mileage again with my running, so that's really good. I've got a half marathon uh, this Sunday coming, so the the, uh, the last Sunday of the month, so that'd be quite uh, uh, good. So that's the Cheltenham half marathon. So that's a relatively flat half marathon, which is good. So that's comparable to the first one I did a couple of months back. Uh, hopefully, I shall be slightly quicker than the one um, I did la- previously, my last one, which was the, of course, the, Chel- uh, the Cotswolds half marathon, which was up on the Cotswold escarpment, which was um, fairly steep, so about seven times steeper than the first one I did. So hopefully we'll have a return to a sensible finishing time again. So that'd be really good. This week, I tried a new park run as well. So they've opened a new park run in Cheltenham. Um, I usually alternate between a couple of the local ones, but this one um, is closer, actually, than the two other ones that I tend to alternate between. So that was quite good. Um, It was only the second one they've done this weekend, and Snow was the first dog to complete it. So that was pretty cool. Um, They hadn't had any dogs there in the first week. So, uh, like I say, Snow was the first one, and she loved it. She had a good time. We got a pretty good uh, time this week, actually, 24 minutes. Um, which is getting on for our fastest time. I think it might be our second or third fastest time for doing the 5K. Um, And we actually stopped and walked for a little bit as well towards the end because uh, it was absolutely roasting. It got up to about 17 degrees and uh, uh, Snow decided she needed a break, which was really good. So we had a a stop before the... uh, before the end just walked for a minute and then we carried on so uh, if we hadn't have done that we'd have probably been on for a, a really good time maybe even beat our best time so that that was pretty good so that's all i wanted to talk about so but before we jump into actually today's topic what i did want to talk about quickly was um something i mentioned last week so we were talking about teamwork and, and working with a team and one of the things that i didn't mention which i was thinking about afterwards was you know a lot of people say that um, for personal development you need to find your weaknesses and work to improve those well i don't necessarily think that's true i think as you start business you need to work on everything because it's only you or you and a partner at the very beginning usually unless you're lucky enough to have some good startup capital some investors that um, means you can get a good team around you from the start but most people when they're starting out it's just them or just them and a partner which means that you have to cover everything so this comes with a challenge because we're not naturally gifted at doing everything. We have certain things we're good at and we have certain things we're bad at. But when you're an entrepreneur and you're getting started, you have to do those things that you're bad at. Uh, there's no way around it. So you, you have to do those things. So you have to be a certain level of achieving that skill. So you have to be kind of you have to kind of establish what the minimal viable skill set is to get the job done and then work on getting to that minimal viable skill. Now, the key thing, though, is once you're growing and you've got you've got your business started, you start to get some regular custom, um, you, you can kind of predict the way business is going now, you turn over, all that kind of stuff. So you're growing, you're past that first initial st- startup phase. 
Now, the key thing is, is you don't always need to work on your weaknesses. That's some of the benefits of outsourcing stuff. So whether that's to other team members, so if you, um, you know, employ a, a PA, for an example, or um, you, you outsource your social media or whatever it is, um, those things that you're not so great at, you don't necessarily have to do yourself. In fact, those are some of the key things that I'd look to outsource first of all. I wouldn't try and focus my energy on those things that I'm bad at um, if if I can outsource it. So um, why not get a professional, somebody whose skill set it is, whose gift, they're operating within their gift, they ha- they're really good at that thing, outsource it to somebody like that to, to get it out of your out of your to-do pile um, i think that's a real key thing because if you can then focus on developing the things that are already your strengths then you're going to get from good to phenomenal a lot quicker and that's going to take your business forward uh, a lot quicker which i think is the aim for most most people i think um, we overlook that and sometimes we we fall into the trap of trying to focus on those things that are our weaknesses and trying to improve that because we feel that we have to have kind of a, a good level of ability in every skill set especially as entrepreneurs like i said and and that's a trap that we fall into so it's important not to do that where we can avoid it now like i said it's unav- it is unavoidable when you're first starting out because you do have to do everything um uh, to a, to a certain degree when you're starting out now if you've got friends or colleagues that can help you out, then great, get get help wherever you can, outsource it wherever you can. You know, we've talked a couple of podcast episodes now about outsourcing, so using sites like Fiverr or People Per Hour, or, you know, there's dozens of others similar to those, or in, in, indeed employing local people if, if you need to do that. You know, if you've got your own letting agent, for example, you might employ a local person to go and do your house viewings, your um, site visits, etc. If you've got your own uh, nutritionist business, you might employ other nutritionists. Uh, you might also employ like a physiotherapist or something to complement the, the, um, the, your skill set. So there are always people out there that can help you. And by, like I say, focusing on those strengths and developing your strengths further, and usually we enjoy our strengths more than working on the things that we're not particularly good at so that's a key thing so if you're working on the things you enjoy you're naturally going to do better so try and focus on developing those strengths further instead of developing in those weaknesses so hopefully that all makes sense um i just wanted to get that in there before we jump into today's topic so i thought that was a valuable valuable thing that i'd been thinking about so today's topic is about the difference between optimism pessimism and that little middle ground which is realism so i'm naturally an optimist so i always look on the bright side of things i always see the positive in a situation uh well nine times out of ten i do um i think i think everybody has a little bit of all three and we switch in between but we usually have one that we're more drawn to Uh, most people kind of fall into the optimism optimistic or pessimistic uh, viewpoints very few people actually sit in the realism category a lot of people like to think they're in the realistic uh, realism category but not usually they're usually in one or the other the optimism or the pessimism and i think it's important to identify where you fall and how you act naturally so what you naturally um, are drawn to so whether it's op- optimism or pessimism and i think it's important to then bring the realism aspect into it and the realistic aspect to it so 
like I said, I'm an optimist. Um, so when I'm talking to other people who are pessimists, that that naturally kind of drains my energy. It takes a lot of my energy out of me to work with pessimists and have conversations with pessimists because I find it's always the opposite of kind of my viewpoint. And I think, or these people are just trying to bring me down or they're just seeing the negative and everything, which you can, you know, is, is a valid point of view, um, but that's just not my natural way of thinking. So it it really drains my energy. Now, controversial, uh, yeah, controversially, um, it'll be the other way around as well. So when I'm talking to a pessimist, it's really quite energy draining for them to be talking to me because they'll be thinking along the lines of he's never looking at the risks he's only looking on the bright side of things he's only looking at the bright day the golden day uh, scenarios that there are so many things that can go wrong um so that's a nat- a different point of view as well so and like i said there's nothing wrong with either view uh, each view is is um, a valid view but you kind of need to try and draw those views both into the realism spectrum now the realistic kind of um, view, um, and I quite like the analogy of a doctor for this. So when you go to a doctor, the first thing the doctor does is try and identify the root cause of whatever the problem is. And I think that's important because that's the realistic, that's the realism coming through. Because when you go to a doctor, they're not all optimistic. You know, you, you rock up at the doctor. They don't go, oh, everything's happy. You're, um, you're obviously going to be OK. We're going to um, make it the best day ever kind of thing. So they don't do that. And equally, they don't do it the other way. Either. They don't kind of have the pessimistic view. Oh, you're going to die straight away. Um, if we don't get this sorted, you're going to be in a lot of pain, etc. So they tend to come back into that middle ground, which is right. Let's identify the problem. And let's see what we can do to solve or uh, fix that problem. And I think that a lot of us in business and in life in general tend to fall into the optimistic or pessimistic uh, viewpoints. And we need to remind ourselves that actually we need to bring ourselves back to that middle ground to operate really effectively. Now, it's not to say that you need to change your moods or anything like that. It's just how you approach the situation. So you're going to get more from it that if you look at a scenario and say, right, here's the problems. How do we fix that? Instead of looking at it and saying everything's sunny, everything's great and kind of ignoring the problem or alternatively, the other side of or oh, everything's really bad. Um, the business is about to go down the pan. Um, we're going to lose a lot of money. Um, there's a risk of this. There's a risk of that. Um, instead of the, either of those two views, the optimistic or the pessimistic views, come back, bring yourself to the middle and have a look and say, see if you can identify what the root cause of the problems are and then look to solve those problems in the most efficient way possible. So I think I think that's really key. And like I said, that can apply to both business and life situations as well. So I think that, you know, if you operate in that, in that way, you're going to become a little bit more efficient and slightly more um, grounded in terms of how you respond to situations. Now, it's all right. Like I say, I'm naturally an optimist. So people often say to me, those my colleagues that I work with closely on a regular basis, they say to, say to me, your cheeriness can be outright annoying sometimes because you're always happy and you're always in a good mood. But when I approach a difficult situation or a business decision, I kind of come out of that view for a period of time to say, right, 
okay, here's all the positive stuff, because that's what I naturally look at. But what are the actual issues that could go wrong and how do we resolve those or what has gone wrong and how do we resolve it instead of kind of falling down on the really optimistic or the really pessimistic side. So hopefully that's helped you today. I think it's important to kind of think about that and try and round yourself as much as possible. I certainly do in when I'm making decisions. I don't want to kind of be um at either end of that spectrum you know because if if you come to the extremes of either end of those spectrums you're going to make some kind of irrational decisions or the wrong decisions um at a worst case scenario you're going to be making decisions that are just crazy and once you look back on them you think why did i even do that because it wasn't relevant or um you know i kind of wasted my time with that because you we're still in the extreme way of thinking. So if you can bring those extremes back to the middle, um, you certainly don't want, like I say, don't want to be at the extreme ends of either of those things, um, but you do want to kind of bring yourself nearer to the middle as you can. And you don't have to be there all the time. I'm not telling you not to be happy. I'm not telling you not to be miserable. Um, You're perfectly, everybody's entitled to their own um, feelings and views. And, you know, there are times when I'm feeling a bit down and miserable. And there are times when I'm, you know, most of the time I'm quite happy, go lucky. Um, But it's kind of when you're thinking about those decisions, making those really key critical business decisions. And when you're changing the way you're working as a result of something, bring yourself back to that middle ground. Um, That's helped me before. Hopefully it'll help you too. So if you've got any questions about that, as per usual, head over to the Facebook page, drop a question in there and uh, let me know how you're getting on with your businesses and how your uh, decision-making processes are going. And if you've got any tips for um, everybody, feel free to share those as well because that'll be quite helpful for everybody. Thank you very much. See you soon. Bye.